0: In this episode, I had a conversation with Zach Barney, who is a poet, psychonaut, and holistic coach that has been traveling around South America over the last five years, connecting with ancestral wisdom and healing practices. Throughout his travels, he's learned how to embody love and howl his truth. At the moment, he's building the Pack, an online tribe of souls looking to come together to align with nature and connect with their intuition. Those that are interested in going deeper and tapping into their intuitive intelligence of their heart can also reach out to Zach personally to connect and learn more about his coaching services. In this episode, we talk about Zach's life-changing experiences with plant medicine, what they have taught him, and how they have inspired his creative self through poetry. This podcast is a prayer. If you would like to join in a global prayer for clarity and well-being through the knowledge of the wisest civilizations of this earth, this podcast is for you. Here, we look to simple and great knowledge, the one that has been placed in all of creation, on this earth and in our beings. We return to the silent wisdom of our hearts beyond all the information of the world to make a lasting change in ourselves and our communities. We are the ones we have been waiting for.
1: Welcome everyone. We're so happy to have Zach Barney with us today. He is going to be sharing with us about his experience with plant medicine, his own spiritual journey, and will be sharing with us some poems that he has been writing inspired by his whole journey. So we're really happy to have you here, Zach. Thank you so much and I think we can just begin talking about your own experience with wanting to explore plant medicines what led you into wanting to travel through South America and what did you gain from these travels you can begin reading your poems or just taking the conversation in the direction that you want to take it and thank you for being here
2: Yeah, it's definitely an honor to be here and to share this space with you. My journey in South America is really interesting because when I was younger, I always felt like a call to explore different parts of South America and explore the world as well. But I didn't really answer that call until I was around 21 years old and I was in college and I didn't really feel like my path was really fulfilling. Like I felt like I had everything, you know, growing up in Northern Virginia and small town like Leesburg, Virginia, and I had everything. Like I had family, had all the things that I needed to live well, but at the same time, I just really didn't feel fulfilled. Like I felt like there's something missing. And I didn't know what it was, but I just knew that there was something missing. So my last year of college, actually, I decided like to go to Brazil and I, I landed in Rio in 2015. And I still remember that moment when I was first arriving in Rio, like seeing Christ the Redeemer, seeing the statue and, you know, the mountains. And in that moment on the bus, I could feel like, something was shifting like there's something in the frequency like there's a shift and I started crying but in that moment I had no idea like what was happening I had no idea why I was crying most of my life I I never cried I would really um suppress those emotions and you know I was like a, one of the, the tough guys like tough football players so it's like you're not allowed to do that growing up and even growing up my parents are, you know the coaches are like you know don't cry like you know get get back up and go keep going and so 21 years maybe even of not allowing those emotions to come out and landing in Brazil it's just started like something that was starting to shift and I didn't know like what was happening at the time but like Now, looking back, I can say that that was like the start of my spiritual journey when I was in Brazil. Mm -hmm.
1: So what led you into your first plant medicine ceremony and how was that experience for you?
2: So this is actually, this is a really interesting story. Uh, Did you know, Adam, he actually came to one of your retreats. Yes. So in
1: 2016,
2: 2017, I was in Brazil and I always stay at Adam's Hostel. It was called Favela Experience. It was in the the community of Vigigal, which is like a favela community in Rio. Such a beautiful place, like mountains, forest, beach, all in this one location. It's really, really uh, rich nature. And the community is also very vibrant and lots of beautiful people that love to just like have conversations and, and really like just talk, <laughs> just talk on the streets. And and in that period of time, I was really attracted to Rio and that space. And naturally I met another traveler and he wrote an article about ayahuasca. And I had heard like some things about ayahuasca, like the name, I literally had no idea what it was like, or what plant medicine was. And growing up in the United States, we kind of had, I had this, um, you know, stigma against psychedelics or any drugs in general. Yeah. And so there's this resistance within me to, it was like, wait, what is this? Like, you know, DMT and all these things.
0: There was like definitely a lot of resistance around it for myself. But I read
2: this article about this traveler, which then became one of my best friends and and that article made me want to investigate more like, okay, what is this? <laughs> because I had been meditating and practicing yoga and already working on myself a bit, but I realized that this was something else like, this was something deeper than just um, meditating or, you know, a yoga pose. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to look at this a little bit more. And so after reading that article, I was like, okay, I'm going to prepare for ayahuasca ceremony. Because so Adam had been taking people to ceremonies for a few years and people that would come stay at his hostel, they would go like together. But a lot of times, like, when it was happening, I just had no idea because I was, like, blocking it out. And then once it came into my consciousness, like, that this was a thing, then I was like, okay, what is this? And I started exploring. I started actually preparing for my first ceremony. That was in 2018. Um, I started preparing. I, I just thought, like, okay, if I'm going to do this, and really, I really want to take it serious. So I started, like, working on prepping with like the diet, meditating a little bit more, journaling. In this process, I was creating these spiritual practices that have been really essential to my journey also. But at the time, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to prepare because I know it's something that it's important for me. And I would talk to people about ayahuasca, and I started to have those conversations, which were really important because... I had no idea, like, what to expect, like, what would happen. And then in that process, I also found the Aubrey Marcus podcast, and he was one of the first people to really start publicly talking about his experiences with the medicine and with ayahuasca also. And so I was really interested, and so I just started preparing myself through the podcast, through nutrition, nutrition different lifestyle changes. And it was really important because my first ceremony was like such a big release for me. I can remember one of my friends I met told me like, in your first ceremony, the best thing to do is have an intention, but the, you know, one of the best intentions you can have is to just let go.
1: hmm yeah.
2: And he told me that, and it's still like, in every ceremony I have one side of me that has like this expectation or intention And the other side of me, that's just like, it doesn't really matter. Like none of that actually matters. Just let go and surrender to whatever Mother Ayahuasca wants for me. And that's something I take into like almost every ceremony still is this concept of surrendering and letting go. Because I think it's so easy to want something and like have this desire. And sometimes we can get lost in that desire and that attachment to desire, like we want an answer, so he's like, okay, we go to ayahuasca ceremony with this, with this expectation, right? And I'm learning more and more. It's just about letting go of that expectation and just allowing everything to flow naturally. But that was basically like leading up to my first ceremony. And in that first ceremony, I could feel the energy the first time drinking ayahuasca. I was like, I was actually really tired. I was. I can feel like within myself know, a sense of just like really tired, like I just wanna sleep. And then the first cup, like the first cup I drank, we were in the forest and there was a fire and I just went by the fire. I could feel like as I was by the fire, like how the fire energy within me was just starting to like ignite. Because I, I was super tired. Like my body was saying like no, you, you know, you should probably go to sleep right now. But then right after, like 10 minutes later, could feel the fire within me. And then later in that ceremony, like there was a moment where I was just really, really letting go emotionally. And for the first time in my life, I just really just let myself like cry, like everything, like letting go everything. And when I was crying, uh, a big vision or memory that came back was with my family and I realized how much I, how much gratitude I had for my family and how much like love and appreciation as well. And even to this day, like every ceremony I have something connected to family. It's really amazing. and uh, the first ceremony though was really focused on my relationship with my dad and I could feel that I was I was doing the healing for all like the men in my family that have repressed like all their emotions for so long. And that was so powerful, like that release and feeling like, okay, it's okay to cry. And and like the medicine that comes from, you know, letting go of tears and letting go of that energy, which opens your heart pretty much too. That first ceremony, I could really feel that connection with my family, connection with nature, with yeah, Mother Earth, with the universe, with spirit, like that oneness. I could really feel that sense that everything is together. The words that came through that still apply to my journey today is like I grow, you grow, we grow together. And it's the same as like healing, like I heal, you heal, we heal together. And so like realizing like the fire starts with healing ourselves. But once we heal ourselves or when we're healing ourselves, we ignite other fires and it's like as I'm healing myself, naturally the people around me also heal naturally, like my family's healing also. So that was a really, really big realization in the first ceremony I ever had. And then after having that connection with the medicine, I realized that this is something that's going to be really important in my life. And it has been like such a big part of my journey ever since.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a really powerful experience. And what you said about I heal and you heal and we heal. It really is that way because when we do our own part, when we do our own healing, naturally the people around us begin to heal as well. And we begin to inspire others and begin to show others a different way to understand things, to see things, to express themselves. And at the very least, what I find is that these medicines really help us to grow in love And then compassion and understanding for ourselves and for others and to really understand that everything has been okay, just as it has been like we're able to make peace even with our most difficult life experiences. And that in itself releases a huge burden from us, but also from the people around us, especially our family. So how did you begin writing poetry and how has your experience with the poetry through your plant medicine experiences how has that been and I would love for you to read a poem and share with us about that
2: yeah yeah for sure so it's funny like going back I have memories when I was a child of writing poetry also Mm -hmm. like writing poetry in class and I remember it was something that really flowed naturally for me when I was younger. But with things in life, a lot of times we, you know, we'll do something when we're a kid and then we'll stop doing it because like other things happen and, you know, people influence us and tell us like, you should do this, or, you know, you should do that. And so I guess a part of me, like that creative aspect of myself, I kind of suppressed for such a long time. And it just came back once I reconnected with ayahuasca and once I started traveling again too. I started journaling and when I would write, I would sometimes like naturally like write a poem. And especially during difficult situations when I I would have like a lot of emotions, I would need a way to channel those emotions. And poetry ended up being like a natural way for me to channel whatever emotions I was feeling in a moment. And Especially after ceremony, I really feel the connection with nature and that inspiration really helps with that flow, that creative flow that comes. And that it feels that a lot of times, like when I'm writing poetry, it's that it's I'm channeling something, like I'm channeling spirit, and it's not actually me that's writing and. It feels like I'm just channeling the message that I've received from ayahuasca and from spirit. So it's kind of like, that's been like the process for me, like have these experiences. And the only way I can integrate it is through like creating. So poetry, I, I find like is also, it's natural, it's like very much in nature, too. The more I really observe my own poetry and also go into different ceremonies, observe different traditions, especially like different indigenous traditions, the way the elders tell their stories, they're like poems. And the way they create songs, the songs are like poems as well. And so poetry has been my medicine because it allows me to, to channel like what I've, re- what I've received and express it, express those emotions. So it's medicine for me, but also it's medicine when I share it. Because then the other person can relate to it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's like the power of stories and poetry and and songs that we overlook. We overlook it as like medicine. But if you go back to any ancient cultures or traditions, like uh, sitting around the fire, like telling stories, sharing poetry, sharing experiences and songs and music and dance like all these things are what we've been doing for years and years so like when we connect to that that's where a lot of healing happens
1: yes definitely definitely so would you share one of your poems with us
2: yeah so i want to share this one which came after ceremony an ayahuasca ceremony it's called what if you live life like a tree So I want to invite everyone to just take a moment to connect with their breath, connect with their heart, and I will share this poem. Imagine if you live life like a tree, just simple and easy without complexity. No hurries, no worries, moving so slow. Yet each day you make progress, you grow and you grow. In every breath and every moment, you give life to the air, infecting those around you with the positive energy you share the unconditional love that comes from a tree. Spend time in the forest and shortly you'll see the life it gives and gives to Mother Earth, a resource so valuable, yet we neglect her worth. The trees are watching as we destroy ourselves each day. Their only option they have is to pray. Pray for Chernobyl, Hiroshima, Puerto Rico, Brazil, the Mineros and Burma so much suffering to heal. If we want to save the planet, it comes down to the actions of you and me. Stop overthinking and waiting and be the change you wish to see.
1: Thank you for that. That's very beautiful. So did you receive that after a ceremony? And, you know, if you want to share more about that poem in itself, that would be wonderful.
2: Yeah. So I wrote that poem or channeled that poem after ceremony in Rio in the beginning of, believe it was 2019. And really like, it was crazy, I was, during ceremony, hugging a tree. <laughs> and it might sound crazy, but like when I was hugging this tree, I could, I was like communicating with some of the indigenous like tribes in the Amazon. And I could feel like they were like calling me while I was hugging the tree. And it was like the tree was this like giant antenna to the, to <laughs> connecting me to the earth, but also connecting me to the Amazon specifically, to like the rainforest. And I could just feel the power of, of nature and, and the power of ayahuasca and and these different traditions, when I was literally just connected with the tree, like just hugging the tree. And there's definitely therapeutic benefits from doing this too, like the sense of physical touch and just hugging anything. It really fills your heart with like a little bit of warmth and can be grounding as well. Trees are so rooted into the earth and we can get a little bit of that presence and this when we just go out and hug a tree and feel that connection with the roots, like with earth also.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah, definitely what you said about the tree being like an antenna, it's really not too far off because the roots of the trees actually communicate. They're all joining together. And the tree literally carries a memory. Like everything that exists on this earth has a memory. And it's not like a memory, like the way we think about it in our thoughts. It's like a memory of the essence. And that that's why it's very special when we learn to relate in that way with everything that exists, even a stone or the tree, the crystals. There's so many things that have very powerful presence in our lives because they're so much more ancient than us and they have that memory. And actually in our tradition, whenever people go into a vision quest, they're always doing a vision quest next to a tree. And so they always have that tree to ground them and to pray to Mm -hmm. and connect with. And so they really do carry this ancient memory. And that's very beautiful. Your poem about really embodying that essence of a tree Because I think we all need a little bit of that stillness and a little bit of that grounding in our world today.
2: Yeah, and collectively, I would say, you know, if you look at everything that's happening right now, we're, we're collectively ungrounded. There's lots of changes happening right now on Earth and in this moment. And the more we can connect to grounding practices, the more we can actually You know, think and make decisions from a place that's more clear. It's really valuable right now to just have practices that connect us to the earth again.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like so much of what has been really challenging for people during this time is like, okay, returning back home. But that's almost like a metaphor for returning to ourselves because our lifestyles are so busy and we're so distracted from our emotions, from what's really happening. And so really when we are able to truly ground and be one with our experience and embody this essence of a tree, we really connect with our own nature. We see what's really happening in ourselves and that stillness brings so many answers. And it also allows us to move through our life from a place of empowerment and certainty and clarity as well. Mm,
2: Exactly, exactly. I also find, like, a one, one thing that happens, it can happen with people that take ayahuasca, or, you know, drink and sit in ceremony, is that they connect a lot with maybe, you know, the fire, the air elements, you know, the vision, right, the visual, like, the vision or the connectedness with spirit or other dimensions. And that is amazing, too. But one of the messages i've received this past weekend was like all about earth it was all about grounding and i was just in ceremony and like the like she was just telling me like okay you know all these things are amazing like the visions like all the like the you know the fire the energy that you feel but remember to integrate what you're learning into your day and into earth like into here like make it something physical that you can manifest in your life and and help others too and so I wrote a poem about this as well from this past weekend I went to a a little retreat with a healer that I met here that he's from and he's from Putamayo like he was raised with like abuelos the grandfathers and that tradition like ancestral tradition and. It's just so, so amazing. Like, I feel so good, like so refreshed after ceremony. And, and yeah, I would like to share the message, like that poem that I received after the ceremony.
1: Yeah, that would be wonderful.
2: So this poem is called Surrender and Remember. Surrender and remember to come back to your center. Explore the cosmos, be free to roam, but always remember to come back home. Return to the heart, return to art, return to the love residing within you. This moment is the perfect opportunity to renew the mind, body, and soul. With each inhale and exhale, become a little bit more whole. With every dance, with every song, no method is ever wrong. With every laugh, with every smile, connect with your inner child. Go into the forest and be wild. Let the animal within you come out. Get weird, go crazy, Who holler and shout. How to the moon like a wolf, how your truth, how for your ancestors and the youth fall in love with this entire creation, appreciate the gift of human sensation while playing the game of true liberation, connecting and letting go as you find your flow in this divine moment, you're your only opponent. Let go of who you think you are, observe your own self illusion, dissolving your inner confusion, dissolving fear and hate, here and now recreate. We are creating the future right now. Let's make each moment sacred. Let's let go of the the anger and the hatred. Surrender and remember as we reprogram our inner matrix. Mm.
1: Thank you. That was beautiful. That is a very powerful, beautiful poem that I think really transmits the essence of the medicine that is really needed right now really, like to stop taking ourselves so seriously, to begin a new way to live, to dive into the endless possibilities that are available to us and to find ways to really live more harmoniously. And I really love what you were saying about grounding, because really with these medicines, they're very beautiful because they really expand our consciousness. And we do connect with the astral realms and the different dimensions. We have access to understanding our life experience. It's like our whole perspective opens and we get this glimpse of eternity and making sense of everything. But at the same time, it's so important to ground that into our life because it can be so easy to get lost in so much information or even interpretation. And, you know, establishing all these ideals that may actually end up confusing our life experience more rather than making it more simple so it's very important to take the time to integrate that into your life and to really ground it down so that you can really take all the beauty that you experience during the medicines and to embody it and implement it into your life experience and that's where really a lot of the magic happens
2: yeah yeah it's funny you you hit on a good point like the simplicity I guess like going to ceremony shouldn't make our life more complex it should make it more simple more clear so it's easier to navigate the world that we live in
1: definitely definitely that's the essence so many people begin a spiritual path seeking more freedom and they actually end up with more rules and with more confusion that then they had before and it's all part of the process but it's so important to get that guidance and to know Exactly how you can implement into your life so you can actually ground it all down and really live it so you can your life can become more simple and more harmonious and more in balance.
2: Mm, I agree. Some of the practices that I found or that I kind of heard or felt during ceremony, but simple. It's not anything complex. Like that's the funny thing. Like I was like, okay, how do I ground? Like nothing hard. It's nothing complex. Like walking outside barefoot, playing drums, dancing, connecting with your food. is a big one. Connecting more with your food. If you can, you know, garden, have your own garden as well. Like connecting with the earth
0: you know, sharing meals and, you know, eating with people, it's also
2: really grounding and in general, the speed of your life, like of our life as well, slowing down naturally grounds us too. And doing things that connect with our body in general, like moving, movement is is very grounding, dance or yoga, like stretching and or just going for a nice walk. Like all these things are really simple, we all know it. And um, that's why I like the poem is like surrender and remember. Everything is simple. We just have to remember and, and create a life that's centered around remembering. Because when we remember and we, we're constantly remembering, right? Then we have less forgetting because we're always remembering. We're always forgetting, we're always remembering. But the more reminders we have in our life, the more we remember versus forget. And then eventually it just becomes a natural part of like our programming as well. It's like, okay, this is just what I do. And that's what we are, right? We're humans, but we go back to like our ancestors. They weren't thinking about maybe their roles or positions and their jobs. They were just like, okay, this is what I do, you know? they they weren't questioning like what it is that they're doing. They just like, they understood like, okay, this is what I need to do for my family. This is what I need to do to survive. But at the same time, it's like, it was really important to connect with nature and connect with spirit because there was like this deeper understanding, like this deeper knowing of this is just what we do. Like it was just natural.
1: Yeah, there was that natural connection with nature and with the essence of life generally they weren't really questioning their self-worth or even questioning themselves really they just knew their power and they understood the power of all things they had a lot of respect for life and they recognized themselves as instruments of the great spirit which is the fountain that has the entire universe in harmonious movement and that gave them. The humility enough to always invoke that higher force and to allow themselves to become an instrument of it so they could really experience magic in their life, and that's why they were able to create such incredible things amazing temples and just know so much about the design of the universe. But above all of that, they really were able to live with a sense of purpose and with a lot of harmony in their life, and so that is really what we are returning to and definitely understanding the simplicity of life is a huge aspect of that like we've overcomplicated things for ourselves and it's almost like you know like a funny game it's like part of the adventure of life you know like it's like we lost something and we're seeking it but then we don't realize that we've always had it actually And so it's part of the excitement and part of, you know, the game of life, but it's so important to remember and come back to that stillness of knowing that everything is here. And it's definitely a journey of introspection and discovery and curiosity for our own life experience, our own emotions and everything that flows through us because everything is a divine message that is leading us to our greatest evolution
2: yeah and even the it's like the forgetting is a part of the remembering and so if we are in this collective moment of forgetting it's like to realize that yeah it's okay it's divine the forgetting is divine you know the Everything that we've lost is is also divine because we can remember and then let go again. Also, Learning how to forget, like the systems we've been programmed around, like like the colonial systems, pretty much. Like all these different beliefs, a lot of them are being dissolved right now, and it's challenging because the like that dissolving is so challenging too like there's this resistance that we have of like oh no like you know the ego is not gonna be here the whole time and so i I think that's like the surrender part too it's like the first part is surrender and the second part is remember it's like surrender to what's happening and then and then in the process of surrendering, like, remember, like, what you're learning, Dan, that simplicity is definitely a big message, for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's all a sacred part of our life experience. And when we really understand that, it's almost funny. Like, in ceremony, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you realize, like, wow, all these difficult things, you realize, wow, they gave me such a huge gift. I would not be the person that I am had I not experienced that thing that was so difficult for me. And, and then what, what you get from that is almost like you just laugh with love and gratitude because you recognize how amazing this life experience is. And you just feel so much love. And this is precisely what we seek to teach people through this podcast, through everything that we do is like, okay, how can we be at peace with everything and make the finest use of everything that we have? Even our ego, like how can we make peace with our ego and how can we observe it with love? Because the ego is part of our being and it is there with a sacred purpose. It is Mm -hmm. probably our greatest teacher on our path on this earth if we are attentive and we observe it and we recognize the opportunities that it presents for us we just have to really have the intention to observe it and then our ego becomes like our best friend really because it provides so much opportunities to grow to fill us with more energy to give us more well-being and to laugh at ourselves and to enjoy this life experience with more humor and light-heartedness
2: yeah the ego is there so might as well like allow it to to play when it wants to play but just not get caught in all the illusion all the time of the ego and just and just approach it with more of a light-heartedness and a playfulness, like a playful energy is really, has been really important, like learning that the ego is always there and learning how to utilize it in a way that makes life better for myself and also for those around me, instead of hurting other people with my my own ego.
1: Yes, that is so important. And that is really the great mastery on this earth. Thank you, Zach, so much. It has been so wonderful to talk with you and to hear about your experiences, to hear your poems. They're really good medicine for the world. And we are so grateful that you joined us in this conversation. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you, Laura. It's been really beautiful to share this space, like share this moment. And I'm super grateful to to be able to share this share this experience i'm also a big listener of the podcast so it's beautiful to be a part of it as well and to weave that magic and create this you know collaborative story as well so I want to say thank you for that
1: thank you zach yeah it's really beautiful to have you here as well and just to finalize this conversation would you like to Maybe say how people can connect with you. Do you have a website, or what's the best way if people that want to do app?
2: Yeah. So for poetry, I would say the best way to get connected with my poetry is on my website, which is just my name, so ZachBarney.com and it's spelled so Z-A-C-H, so Zach Barney. And then in general, to connect with me, Instagram is a great way, and you can connect. My Instagram handle is the soulful poet, but the soulful and full with two L's. So, soulful, the soulful poet. That would be the best way for people to connect with me if they're interested in the community that I'm building, the wolf pack, or if they're interested in just going deeper one on one through coaching or in general, just connecting deeper with me. Yeah, I'm always available and open to. having those connections and expanding my network. So yeah, those are some places.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you to everyone that is listening and shared this experience with us. We're grateful to have the space where we can share together and we send all our love, deepest gratitude.
0: Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. If you are seeking a life-changing experience with plant medicine, you have the possibility to join us in our upcoming retreat happening this November 6-14. Visit our website ancestralknowledge.co to learn more. We recommend you view the testimonials and please contact us with any questions. If you are ready to transform your life, this is for you. We would love to share this experience with you.